And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. My best friend in the whole wide world, That's me. Seahawk 1994, just a few minutes ago writes, I expect and demand an apology from DC Matthews, at DC Matthews, for lying to us all about Lucha Underground. Well, I think, you know, at DC Matthews might be inclined to give an apology, but uh, I don't know who that is. Do you? I have been tempted to send him a direct message and be like, you don't use Twitter, you just have the name. Can I have it, please? Um, So, yeah, I I know at DC Matthews NAI isn't going to give you anything remotely resembling an apology, Chris Hawk, so you can can suck on that. Um, Especially since... You, you spelled my last name wrong at one point. Uh, if I want to get technical, since I'm in teacher mode, uh, you use the pr- improper ver- verbiage of the word to. You did T-O-O, meaning also, instead of just T-O. Lucha Underground isn't capitalized, even though it's a proper noun, and there's no end punctuation at the end of your sentence. You fail, sir. You fail. That was kind of harsh, but- even for me. He he went out and he's asking when Rachel at Rach Noel is going to take over the show. If you don't like me so much, why do you listen? Besides, well, I mean, just in all fairness, I don't think anybody really likes you. I thought you were going to say, in fairness, I don't think anybody really listens. <laughs> oh well, there's that too. Um, but I was—you didn't even let me finish. You cut me off. Nobody likes you. They love you. See, so there's a difference there. Oh, well, that's very kind of you, Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. That's me! Uh, and with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of DDT Wrestling. Uh, we, we've we got a lot to uh, to live up to, because last episode might be one of our best ones yet. And one of the worst listened. I, I've yet to figure out that <clears throat> formula, which will... Which will go in. I have three big questions for you. I, I took notes, which always signifies that a, a good podcast is ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get how to, you know, I don't get how to, how to please you, neighborhood. How, how, how do we take over the world when we have gold, audio gold, and, uh, and no one listens? I don't know. Let's ponder it for a while, shall we? What are you drinking? Beer. Any specific kind? I know GQ at GQ on Draft would like to know what you're sampling. Two Roads Workers' Comp Saison. It's a dry, refreshing, farmhouse-style ale. What does that mean? I don't know what any of those things mean. I know Two Roads is a brewery because I've heard it mentioned before. But what is a Saison? Is that a specific kind of beer? Yes. Saisons were originally created to compensate Belgian farm workers. Give your taste buds a raise with this pale and refreshing Saison. Made with a blend of harvest grains, barley, wheat, oats, and rye. If your job came to you and said, Doc Manson, we love the work that you're doing. However, 
uh, we are unable to compensate you as much financially as we do. We cannot pay you six figures anymore. <clears throat> However, um, we would like to pay you uh, half of what you are currently making, but we will supplement the rest in free beer. Would you even remotely consider that? Define free beer. You would get bottles of would I get Saison a, or would other... I, well, would I get a bottle a day? Would I get unlimited bottles a day? Like, if I wanted to drink six, I could have six? Is it <clears> only <throat> I get the ones that I can drink? Can I hoard them and then sell them on eBay? Um, let's say you cannot resell them. They're going to be a specific university brand, but they'll be of decent quality, and you can take home as many as you yourself can drink. Define decent quality. Well, obviously I can't, because I know next to nothing about beer. Um, take a, a slightly above average beer. How would you rank that out of ten? The Two Roads Saison that you are currently imbibing. Uh, how would you rank that out of ten? Well, that's a difficult question. Because I don't... Well, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't like rank it on the same one to ten scale that I would rank like a good IPA on. They're, they're very different drinks. It's like asking, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10 of different kinds of milk, how would you rate that hot chocolate? Which happens Zero. to have some milk in it, but... Okay. It's not going to be the best beer you've ever had, but it will be far from the worst beer you've ever All right. had. Well... So it's an average, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good beer, but not a great mm. beer. Uh, and maybe some, maybe sometimes, if you got lucky or you did a nice job, uh, they would upgrade you to a a better mm. beer. Uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and pass on that that offer. Uh, I I could do a lot more with the money than I I could with the beer. That's what I figured. But you were mentioning that Belgian farmers oh, yeah, or yeah. whatever were getting compensated. <clears throat> now I'm sure this was. Years and years ago, um, but it just you know, I I would agree with you wholeheartedly, obviously. But they could replace it with any other food or drink, and I would take the money instead. But you know, um, what is a farmhouse ale? This, I think, I, honestly, I okay. think it's got like a bit of more turbidity to it. It's it's not quite as clear or filtered. Stop! S stop! What turbidity? Turbidity or turbidity? Turbidity. Turbid. Ah, it's turbid. I still don't know what that means. Yeah, uh, it's like a. Okay. Um. Turbid. You know how, like, when something's filtered and it's crisp down. and it's clear, like visually clear, you can see through it. This is not that. Right. This has like I would. Presume. I don't know if it's. It's not really sediment, but it has you know some sort of particulate matter that's in it that obscures the uh, translucent quality of it and so you know it, it, it's 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 turbid so you're saying it's dirty is well, what you're saying a layman would say it's, it's not dirty. dirty it's muddled but maybe muddled that might be a better term for it okay i don't think i would say All right. dirty because turbidity i i like to think i have a fairly expansive eh, vocabulary term, but turbidity was a new 
Yeah. So, but muddled would be would be what maybe a layman would use. Other people, Chris Hawk might call it dirty, but we operating up here on the higher I planes would say, say muddled that. or that turbid. That was DC Matthews at DC Matthews that, NAI. What's he gonna do? Hate me more? <laughs> ha, well, like, I can hope. <clears throat> oh, just wait, because I have I'm I'm putting the finishing touches on my first epic song for the upcoming season. Ooh. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, uh, Nerd DC will come out of his hibernation for next week's show. Mark it down there, what neighborhood. If I, Nerd DC returns. What if I told you that I would prefer if he didn't? Your uh, comment is noted <laughs> and will be taken under very mild consideration. All right, well, I'll take what I can get. <clears throat> Finn Balor's returning, I assume you would prefer that he did. Well, I mean, I heard he returned on NXT. I'm very happy for that. I hope that he stays there. Because being a developmental territory, I feel he could use some additional development. The rumor like, if is he what could I saw today. develop, say, a personality, then maybe you could put him on the main roster. Rumor is he will be back at Fastlane, and I'm guessing it'll be Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe at WrestleMania, because those matches were fire. Something straight fire. However, she says it. Yeah. Maybe Joe will bleed again all over the place. That'd be positive. I don't know. I'm not um, excited <laughs> by that, but you know I'm not excited by that. Why would you bring it up? Well, just to antagonize. We'll me? talk next week. Yes. We'll talk next week about our fast lane predictions and no, predictions because the final final pay-per-view before WrestleMania uh, will take place next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Is it just um, me or are you are people in general but are are you struggling in this build to WrestleMania? I did tweet out uh you know our good buddy Chip called me out on not being on Twitter as much, uh, which is one of my three big questions. Has to do with one of my three big questions. Um, I would say so, and but although I did find, uh, as of late, I have been more drawn to SmackDown than I have to Raw, which before the Royal Rumble was not the case. I was I was on the Raw side of things. You were on the SD Live side of things. Uh, I'm beginning to come around to your way of thinking. SmackDown is just, and I think a lot of it does have to do with that third hour, but SmackDown is just a more consistent I show. Honestly, with much I honestly feel like people who say, well, Raw has the third hour, I think that's a cop-out excuse. I really do. I... I I understand that it's an extra hour of television that you have to produce, or maybe more like an extra 40 minutes, but I honestly think that SmackDown just does a better job with their resources, um, and I think they could fill three hours handily. Let me ask you this question. This wasn't on my list, but it's, let's bring it up, and I, I don't think I've asked you this before. <clears throat> It seems, by all accounts and by just watching the two shows in consecutive nights, that there are two, if they're not two different writing teams, it feels like there are two distinct philosophies when it comes to Raw 
versus SmackDown Live. Do you agree? Yes. Raw is much more of the traditional business-as-usual wrestling show that we've come to expect. SmackDown definitely feels... I don't even know if I would call it new or fresh, but it definitely feels like they are doing something different. And it makes me wonder... I don't really believe that Vince McMahon in his old age has said to his two children... Whoever one of you has the most success with this will shall inherit the company. But it definitely does feel like this is much more of two separate entities as opposed to one entity um, that just happens to have two different faces. Yeah. Um, I've said this before, and I will say it again. Raw very much feels like business as usual. And I think that the difference in philosophy that you're that you're talking about, I mean, the way I would summarize it is, Raw continues to be openly hostile to its audience, whereas SmackDown does not. Raw is acting as though the authority, the company, the brand is a heel. And SmackDown is acting as though the company is a face. You might you might accuse SmackDown of pandering to some degree, but at the same time, when you're talking about a television product that is struggling to attract an audience, I don't think that you can fault them for giving the audience what they want. In fact... I think it's a gross misstep that they don't do so on Raw. Well, and I guess that's my question. Is... Who is going to talk up your brands, if not your biggest fans? And how do you encourage them to talk up your shows? By giving them what they want. Getting them excited for your product. If you can't, if you can't mobilize your biggest fans to be vocal in your favor, how are you ever going to attract an audience? Is it because it's the longest-running weekly episodic television show in history? They don't feel like they need to attract... And you know, I don't know how many people are seriously going to literally stop watching Raw and only watch SmackDown. But... You, you make a very excellent point, and it makes me wonder, if if SD Live is so successful, it's not just because it's Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. It's not just because they found two of the most popular guys and put them on as the faces of the show in terms of the authority. They're just doing things, dare I say, better. They're making Brizongo and The Ascension and The Usos relevant, dare I say, exciting parts of the product, at least in terms of the Usos. Whereas Raw, and this was going to be one of my actual questions, I don't even know what the point of Raw having tag team titles is anymore. The last two weeks, all the tag team champions have done is lose to Roman Reigns. Well, in all fairness, all that the club has ever done outside of their association with AJ Styles for a brief minute has been consistently lose and not be booked in a strong manner. 
This is par for the course for those talents. Yeah. But I, but getting back to the, the major point, if SmackDown is doing so many things right, why is Raw not doing those similar things? Why not take the build to WrestleMania and give fans what they want? I do not believe that the majority of wrestling fans want Bill Goldberg to be your champion. Uh, I don't know about that. I think there's enough that might actually want that. But I, I, I think, generally speaking, this is going to sound more heady than I intend, but it's hubris, is what it is. It's, we know better than you. We've always done things this way. This is the A show, and we're going to run this the way that we've always run things, because it's always worked. And you can't fault them for that logic, necessarily, I just think people are getting tired of that. And to your point, you're right. There aren't many people who are going to stop watching Raw. And I think, again, that's because it is viewed as the flagship show. And for some reason, fans of this company do feel like if they were to stop watching Raw, that they would miss out on the main pillar of the WWE. So no matter how much... They, 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 they tire of it. I don't think they're ever going to stop and just watch SmackDown. I think more likely what will happen well, is people will just stop watching both shows. It's, it's, you know, it's almost institutional memory at this point. For the last going on 25 years, there has been wrestling on Monday nights. In, for a good number of wrestling fans... That's all they've ever known. We can remember a time when wrestling was not on Monday nights, but we were 10. Literally, we were 10 years old when wrestling started on Monday nights. So it's a, you know, what else would you do with your Monday night if not watch Raw, I think is what a lot of people are saying. And there are those moments. If you didn't watch Raw, you didn't see Shane McMahon return. You didn't see... Goldberg show up and challenge Kevin Owens. You didn't see Kevin Owens turn on Chris Jericho. You didn't see Sasha Banks or Bailey win their title. So there are still things that happen there. But it just... I, I find it odd that there are two shows with two distinct philosophies. And maybe they're hoping that they can attract to, you know those people who really like what Monday Night Raw has been lately. They'll still watch Raw, and those people who want something new have SmackDown to count on. It just strikes me as a little odd that Raw's not capitalizing on what SmackDown seems to have uncovered. No, I mean, you've got Stephanie McMahon, who is insistent on being the worst heel of all time, and they're just going to stick with that for her. I, yeah, I don't... I honestly think, again, some people may like her, but I think the vast majority dislike her in a way that is not productive. She has what many of us would call that X-Pac heat, where she comes out, if you're not getting up and leaving or muting it, you're fast-forwarding if you have the ability to. When Stephanie, if you sit down to watch Raw and Stephanie McMahon shows up, do you change the channel, get up and leave, or mute it? Yes. <laughs> All of them at the same Maybe. time? 
Um, do you think Shane McMahon... What, what, how much power or influence do you think he has in SmackDown Live? Almost none. Is he literally just an on-camera talent at this point? I mean, he has no stake in the company, right? So... I mean, he's still a McMahon, so maybe he's got the right people's ears. So maybe he does. I I, I don't know. Well, it's it's just one of those things. If Stephanie's running both shows, because up until now she was running Raw and SmackDown, why does SmackDown look suddenly different if Stephanie McMahon's still in charge? I'm not of sure it? that she is. I think I think Vince McMahon is still in charge of both shows. But I think that the creative teams have been differentiated. I don't know that for sure, but that's sure what it seems like. Well, I do remember it. it they did say that, like, what, whatever it was, the lead writer of NXT was being moved. You know, there was something when the brand split was happening. That was the belief. That, that... did happen. Um, but since then, he's he hasn't really been demoted. Um, but Jesse James has been promoted above him. The road dog, the road Jesse, dog James. Jesse James, is now the head right. of creative on SmackDown. Supposedly, I road dog. You, I've listened to. I think I was whether it was Legends with JBL or whatever. I heard him. You know, he's grew up in the business. He's an Armstrong, son of Bullet Rob, and all that. So you know, he certainly has a mind for it. So if that's the case, good for him. Um, but that you know, it just it's it just strikes me as odd that we're we're heading here. You know, you've got a raw pay per view coming up that I will say, and I am the Pope of Positivity. There is not a whole lot about this raw pay per view that I am super looking forward to. I know it's Kevin Owens versus Goldberg. Yes, that is literally all I know about this show. I know that the Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess I remember that. Uh, Enzo and Cass versus the club. I didn't know that. Okay. And I assume it will be Bailey versus Charlotte again, and Sasha versus Nia, because that feud hasn't been finalized. Right. Yeah. But your U.S. champion is gone unless Jericho shows up again. He's out of the picture. Well, he'll be so. there, but he won't be defending. And I assume it'll be Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn, which is the match, if it is going to happen is the match I am looking most forward to. I am looking forward to what happens with Goldberg, Kevin Owens. I'm not interested in the match. I'm exa- I'm in the exact same boat. I'm interested in the story that comes out of it because it's entirely possible that Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar will show up. Yes. Um. So let's you know. I I'll full disclosure. I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch Raw. I was, you know. You didn't watch I, Raw. I mean, I, I did not watch Raw. I watched SmackDown, but I didn't watch Raw. I I heard that... Oh, dinner's being delivered. Thank you. What is it, Mrs. Manson? I want Mrs. Manson to tell me what she has prepared. What have you prepared? For... Into the mic, please. <laughs> um, just some chicken... Chicken tenders, I guess. Breaded. With some breadcrumbs and Parmesan cheese. Some rice aroni, which I think I... Uh, what kind of breadcrumbs? Panko or Italian? Panko or Italian? Uh, panko. That is exactly I what I had. I had I had 
panko breaded chicken tenders, a boxed rice, and broccoli. That is literally the exact same dinner that I had. Delicious, isn't it? <laughs> it is delicious. Thank you. Oh my god, PDA on the show. I could use some water. <laughs> yes! You could, you know, at, at some point, you could just pass the headphones to her and she and I can chat while you get the water. <laughs> that hadn't occurred to me, but I suppose you're right. But, well, what a delightful dinner. I added some, is there barbecue sauce on there too? I added barbecue sauce. No barbecue sauce, unfortunately. Because I am addicted. I need, like, an intervention. Yes. A barbecue sauce intervention. I have it almost every day. An intervention? No barbecue sauce. Oh. Um, the, the neighborhood seems to be having a public intervention. Um, the world has seemingly gotten tired of Enzo Amore really fast. Like, really fast. I still like him. You don't think it's stale? You talked about the New Day being stale, and I do want to talk about the New Day briefly at some point, but you don't think it's the same shtick over and over and over again? It is. I just happen to still like that shtick. Okay. It will well, run I'm... You were right. It will run out. And it seems other people are getting there quicker than me. The fact, the fact I, that there yes. was a thank you Seamus chant. I thought that was f- fabulous. I, I love it. I even tweeted I, about it. Something I thought I, I would think, never hear. I think Enzo and Cass are eventually going to turn heel by doing exactly the same thing they're doing now. It's just eventually people will tire of it. And I think that will be a positive thing for them. I will be much more interested in them when they turn heel. So what's the problem? Um, I just thought it was interesting. I was a minority opinion in being tired of Enzo Amore, and it seems like I am no longer so. It's it's at least a 50-50 split right now. Thank you. Um, the New Day is hosting WrestleMania. Did we know that news when last we spoke? No, not when last we spoke. I don't hate it. Oh, No. No. They are, I know that many people do feel they are stale, but they are nothing if not a creative and entertaining trio, and I feel like this is Vince McMahon and WWE, I hope at least, this is them saying, here are the keys, let us know your ideas, let's get crazy, I expect like... This is going to be the first 20 minutes of WrestleMania. I'm okay with that. It's going to be a six-hour show. Who, 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 who cares? That's the better question. I don't. I, I'm. I'm it makes me not to want it. to watch WrestleMania. I said it. Wouldn't you? You said earlier. You talked about whether or not I was underwhelmed by the build to WrestleMania. If they weren't hosting, if if WrestleMania didn't have a host at all. You still might not be super excited to watch WrestleMania. I'm excited for WrestleMania, but I'm having difficulty getting to WrestleMania. The weekly television product right now, I feel, is subpar versus where it was prior to the Royal Rumble. I would have to agree with you. Still excited for WrestleMania, but 
I'll be honest, you already just said you didn't watch Raw this week. I did. I watched Raw and SmackDown, but part of me really didn't want to. It's a long time, especially when you have pay-per-views in between. And I liked Elimination Chamber, and so did you. We talked about how that match in and of itself was excellent. Sure was. But it is hard to get from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania with two shows a week plus pay-per-views. It, you know, And I know a lot of people have said, they've said it on NAI Pod, they've said it, I'm sure, all over the NAI Network and other podcasts as well. We don't need pay-per-views in between the Rumble and WrestleMania because it would make the weekly shows mean something more if there wasn't a pay-per-view. You know, the, all the story had to be told on the shows themselves. But I am, I am feeling a little bit of the burnout, which is why Chip had to ask if I was still around. I have pulled away from Twitter. I'm not sending you know, my usual stream of tweets out there to the world. I've moved on to other things. I'm watching different TV shows. I'm not watching WWE Network exclusively. I'm, you know, doing other things with my time. I still enjoy wrestling. I'm still looking forward to discussing it with you on this show and on our whatever we decide to call our NAI Network show. The name might change again just because we like to keep you guessing. Um, But, uh... What if we called it N-A-I-stalgia? And we just talked about nostalgic things from our childhood every week. Check. Sold. Because then we could watch, like, whatever it is, that Tuesday Night Titans or Saturday Night Main Event, and, you know, we could live... We could, we could live in the past and be like, all right... Today, we're going to watch SummerSlam 1988. Oh, Zeus. You're so Zeusy. Zeusy. I, I, you had, you gave me an idea before we went on the air that I loved. I love this one as much, if not more. Done. <laughs> I think that's going to get, you know, we're going to hear about that for the five or six people who listen to this show. We're going to hear some positive things about that idea because I think people would really enjoy that. We they it opens up a, a wide world of possibilities for us, uh, both in terms of wrestling and not because we seem to be spending more and more time talking about things who aren't, that aren't wrestling. Speaking of which, this is only apropos to us because no one else in the world, well, that I know that listens to the show knows who Tall Guy is. Uh, but Tall Guy is also open to seeing Logan, so we might have to, you know... Ah, uh, pass. You said you wanted to see it. Before I knew the Tall Guy was going. Oh, come on. You like the Tall Guy. Mm. It's the rest of it that you have a problem with. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that, then. Hello, GQ. I love you dearly. And I... I go see Logan, GQ? Me and you? Let me know. I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China, should I? Yes. Okay. That could be I also think, part I, of... I actually think you would like that movie quite a bit. I also... Oh, well, I, speaking, speaking of... How do you feel about Escape from New York? Uh, I seem to recall watching it. That's the Snake Plissken. Not, not actually... Isn't his name Snake? It is. Isn't the guy from Metal Gear Solid named after Kurt Russell's character from that movie? Basically. 
yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Escape from L.A. too. Yes, I I also enjoyed Escape from L.A., but not many people do, but uh, I thought that one was okay. But yeah, if you like Escape from New York, I think you will enjoy Big Trouble, Little China. I think we just sealed the deal on the NAI Stalgia show. Oh, man. Now I'm excited. I don't even want to talk about the rest of this stuff anymore. Um, Okay, I found something to bring me back. Uh, Dana Brooke. So please, please explain to me I the context. Please explain to me the context. Yes, in which she ran to ringside that I saw all over that GIF or GIF, whatever you call it. I saw all over my Twitter feed because she was jogging like she was on the cast of Baywatch or in the cast of Baywatch. Was that from this week? Yeah. Why was she running so slowly? Probably because whoever made the gift put it into slow motion. Oh, so, so you she could wasn't watch actually... her heaving bosom. So she wasn't actually running slowly. No, actually, she was running pretty fast, and Bailey appeared the freak out of nowhere and knocked her the hell out. Um, okay, it was actually very quick. Okay, I will have to watch. I will go back and watch pieces of Raw because now I'm feeling like a bad podcast host and wrestling fan for not. I heard Kevin Owens' monologue at the beginning of the show was quite good. Yeah. I saw another gif of um, Braun Strowman doing some flippy-dippy stuff in his match with Big Show. Yep. When did he become so good? When did he become... I I feel like his whole (laughs) thing with... I was going to say, his whole thing with the New Day and all that stuff with the compound match did not seem very good. Well, I think... He's an athletic big man, and, you know, when he first debuted on the main roster, we'd never heard of him, and that's because he had no history in wrestling. Uh, You know, so we've really seen this guy go from zero to where he is now, and he's proving to be a very capable athletic performer, especially for a big man wrestler. So, you know what? Power to him. He's doing very well. If he wins a world title, I will have no problem with that. None whatsoever. If he goes, if it's around SummerSlam time and he is your universal champion, I will be like, yes, okay. I, I feel less Something like that about... Something tells me he's going to go the Gene Snitsky route, however. You think so? I hope the, not. The bloom's going to fall off the rose too quickly. I think so. But I hope not, because I like Braun Strowman quite a bit. We'll need to find out who the power couple he's going to get involved with is. Because wasn't, wasn't Snitsky involved with, like, Edge and Lita as, like, their bodyguard or something? It'll probably point? be Cena and uh, Bella after the draft. All right. Well, let's go to that, because this, this has to do with my big question about SmackDown. Um, big rumors heading into the Royal Rumble season. There was a series of them uh, centered around that Randy Orton was going to win the Royal Rumble and Bray Wyatt was going to be the world champion. And obviously that came to pass. And along with those rumors came this idea, as laughable as it seemed back when, that John, that John Cena and Nikki Bella were going to take on Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania. Both of those things are happening. All of those things seem to be coming true. So my question is, was this a leak was this a was this someone posting 
spoilers without WWE's consent, or was this WWE trying to get ahead of everyone and say, we're just going to leak out what happened at WrestleMania so that when things actually do start happening, people have more time to process it than if we, we just sprung it on them. Um, you know, maybe this is a wiser WWE. Maybe this is them reading the tea leaves a little bit, looking at Twitter, putting out a couple of ideas, seeing that they had a lot of traction, and maybe responding in kind. Maybe this is another situation where, okay, you guys want Daniel Bryan, we're going to give you Daniel Bryan. Just maybe they did it in a more subtle manner this time. I don't know. It's a great conspiracy theory, and I'd like to believe it's true, because otherwise it just means that they really, really telegraphed where they were going and have no ability to be original or innovate and yeah. <clears throat> go because off course. If, and, that's, and that's kind of where I'm going with this, because if someone, if this was an accident, if, you know, you see sometimes that fans who, you know, work in these arenas the day after will find, you know, the script from Raw, and they'll be like, hey, look what I found. It's the script from yesterday or the script for tonight. And, you know... Um, but if if this was an accident, if someone in WWE really leaked this and WWE found out about it, you would think that they would veer in another direction to try to keep people surprised. So the fact that this information has been out there in the Twitterverse for this long and WWE is just continuing to go with it makes me think that they didn't have a problem with people knowing. And maybe it is that they're like, you know, here's something we're thinking they saw that people were like, hey, Bray Wyatt being the champion, we can live with that. John Cena not necessarily being in a main event role at WrestleMania, we can live with that too. And they went, all right, people seem to be okay with it, let's go. So, again, conspiracy theories, one of our favorite things. But just, you know, a question I had, because... It, you know, we're totally going this way. You know, Maurice showed up in that natty Nikki Bella match for no reason other than to transition the feud. This well, seemed to that's be not true. What do you mean that's not true? Multiple weeks in a row, the brawling between Nikki Bella and Natalia has resulted in negative effects on Maurice. Yes. But this struck me as okay, we are putting a cap on the Natalia Nikki Bella feud for now. And this is transitioning into more of a now the problem when Nikki Bella shows up next week on SmackDown, her problem's going to be with Maurice and less so Natalia. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then again, uh, you know, John Cena and, you know, the Miz eliminated John Cena, I believe, from the Battle Royal. Wasn't that how it worked? The Miz was already eliminated and he snuck back in to eliminate yeah. John Cena. So now they got you beef. Know, they've got a problem. And, you know, again, I'm not opposed to it. I do think we're going to wind up seeing John Cena get down on one knee and propose to Nikki Bella a at match WrestleMania. made in heaven. I, I've said it before, and I'm sticking with it. That's how I think this whole thing winds down. But um, but here's the question. Yes. Kayfabe or real? Real. I think kayfabe. Real. He, he finally decides to put a ring on it. I think it's real for Total Divas, and that's it. You don't think he actually marries her? Nope, I don't. Mm, nah, see, I think it's one of those things that's real. You know, it'll be, there'll be, mo you know, he might do it mostly for the entertainment and purposes he can get out of it, but I think it happens. 
I don't think it happens right. on a pay-per-view. I don't think the well, wedding itself happens on a pay-per-view. I guess you're right. It probably will happen, just it's going to be the most ironclad prenup in existence. There will be zero uh, chance of any sort of cross-fraternizing of finances or anything else when the divorce oh, yeah. happens. Yes. When. <laughs> Did you when. say when, not if, but when? Oh, I said when. Um, remember when the Usos turned heel and then they were they were entertaining for like three or four weeks and then they went back to being their same old Usos again? No. That never happened. It did. They turned heel. We celebrated their new look and their new attitude, but then they went back to being bland vanilla Usos. They never lost the new look. They, yes, but they went back to being bland. They, had, they well, were just bland in a new look. Well, I would say incorrect. I would say they faded into the background of the division, had no promos, had no spotlight on them. Okay, that's fair. And thus that's fair. appeared bland simply because they had nothing to do. Okay, that's a fair point. They just occasionally my... showed up in multi-team matches. Yes. That's all they did. I'm just saying, the last two weeks or so, I have been much more interested in Jimmy and Jay. I thought the promo this week that everybody was praising was the hottest piece of garbage I've ever seen. Really? really? Explain, because I liked it. It was. I, it didn't make it did any sense. It didn't I make any know, sense. I, exactly, but... I don't even know what they said. They I don't were... speak hip hop. You wouldn't know you that from looking dang at you. rappers. You wouldn't know that from looking at you. You, you I thought like you Big E Smalls was two people. I thought Big <laughs> E was one guy, and I thought Smalls was a little guy. I give WWE credit for not making Xavier Wood go by the name of Smalls. <laughs> it's Kofi Kingston, and there's Big E, and there's Smalls. Have you ever watched Up, Up, Down, Down? Yes, and it's terrible. I like parts of it. I don't find it entertaining at all, but that might be because I don't find Xavier Woods entertaining at all. I enjoy Rusev on that show. Sure. Especially since he is... He's going to his... get himself fired, but yeah. Well, you know, his nickname is... Well, no, his nickname is, I think, Tongpo, but sometimes he calls himself Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns never loses. The one I th- thing I will say about Up, Up, Down, Down is it might be one of the best things to ever happen for pro wrestling backstage locker room culture. Oh, absolutely. It gives me the impression that it gives these guys something to do and focus on outside of their you know uptime on camera in shows that is much healthier potentially than a lot of the activities that they might have partaken in during the past. So I I view that as a positive. I'm surprised, you know, the rumor I saw, and it's only a rumor, so don't get mad at me if this doesn't actually happen, people. But the rumor I heard was that WWE Network was going to, up, up, down, down, was going to move to the network and become more of a WWE Network kind of produced show. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the start of something else where they're looking at, all right, what are some of our other people doing backstage? Maybe it's whether it's a conversation show, whether or not it's some sort of food 
show or some, you know, I almost want to think of it as it's not going to be like MTV's Cribs was, where you're not going to go see these wrestlers' houses, but it is going to kind of be like, I'm expecting these kind of day-in-the-life of these superstars. I would like to see WWE catering. I, I'm I'm serious. I would, too. We could just That's have the chef, we fall him around, today we're making 500 gallons of pasta. For this is show just for Big Show. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen those abs? He's not eating much carbs these days. Well, that's true. That's true. He's cutting right now. But, you know. Um, but I do. I think I think there is there is some future to, you know, these kind of shows. We're going to follow Bailey around. We're going to, you know, we're going to go with her to the gym. And we're going to go with her to, you know, the interviews. And we're going to go with her. We're going to see a little bit of what she does when she gets to the arena. And, you know. What about Bailey? After hours. Not sure Bailey would be the uh, best best fit for that. And it's oh, a sh- I think she'd fit just fine. Where's Emma? Oh Emma. I'm I'm kid- I'm not joking. We she, we were gonna see the transition. Is she gonna she be gone? Got fired. Is she gonna She's be gone done. for another fifteen or twenty weeks while they it's figure over out what for, they're gonna it, do? It, it's Ugh. over for Emma. It's it's over. Love, she's going to be the one that's like... When I said free Emmalina, I didn't really mean free Emmalina. But apparently that's what they did. We're going to let you steal things. That's okay. We'll keep you employed. But the fact that whether it was you chose not to do this character or you just were terrible at this character, yeah, that's it for us. Right. Um, are you going to watch the Page movie? No. No, I am not. The the clips, the pictures that I saw were terrible. Well, in all fairness, you did see the stunt double. You didn't see the person actually playing. Oh, no, I saw a picture of her, too, with this big, like, Elvira-style wig that, like, went way... (laughs) I don't know. It's Uh, it's a very odd... Elvira. It's a very odd... The whole thing is just weird to me. Um, I have. I, I don't even know what to say about that. It's, I don't know that there is anything to say. It just popped into my head. Alexa Bliss is your two-time women's champion because... First time two-time champion on SmackDown? Is that true? The first two-time women's champion on SmackDown because uh, apparently maybe I Naomi seriously injured or they just decided... They didn't have anywhere to go with her as champion. Um, you think they would have figured that out before they put the title on her? You would think so, but apparently... I heard she's actually injured, probably will be back in time for WrestleMania. They weren't 100% sure, so they decided to go safe with it. I suppose. It just strikes me, you know, and, and this goes to a different question in terms of, you know, them keeping kayfabe versus not keeping kayfabe like Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens fighting again, despite the fact that it was supposed to be their final fight last year. Um, you know, they're, they're very... Oh, God. 
Sammy Zane versus Kevin Owens. Are you trying to drive our dozen listeners away? Is that what this is? Run, Strowman. That beard. Oh, yeah. so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> um, it's just weird how sometimes they care about the 30-day rule and sometimes they don't. And I wish they would either care about it exclusively or shut up about it. Because this... Well, I mean, I saw a lot of people talking about Oh, well, they didn't strip <laughs> Becky Lynch of the title when she couldn't defend it because she was sick or injured. But in all fairness, she was out for two weeks, not thirty days. No, I think so... I think, you know, if if you're leg- if you legitimately need to take three weeks off for an injury, that's fine. But if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna let Brock Lesnar be champion and not defend it for almost ninety days, it seems like back when he was champion this last time, and then all of a sudden you're gonna say, well, and granted that was pre-brand split, so I guess we can't count it. Dean Ambrose was U.S. champion for a huge long length of time, despite the fact that he never defended the title. But but also, it wasn't at an inopportune time of the year where you're trying to build to your biggest show of the year in a little bit over a month from now. Well, okay, let's let's use this example then. I don't know the correct answer to this, but I would assume I don't believe Chris Jericho defended the United States title last week on Raw. Okay, well, here we go. Is it about actually defending the title in 30 days? Or is it about being able to defend the title within 30 days? It's actually defending the title. Well, what if you took the other approach? Maybe that's what they're saying. You're not going to be capable of defending this in the 30 days. Therefore, we're stripping you of it. These other examples, yeah, Brock didn't defend it for 90 days. But he could. But he could have if we had wanted him to. See, there's a difference there. There is a difference. I'm just saying And that's you're right not to the letter what... of what they've said. Exactly. That's not what they've said, but maybe that's what they mean. Well, then I wish they would clarify that. Well, I just clarified for you. Ugh, clarity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This show. <laughs> this show. Um, I'm going to have to stop that, aren't I? It's... it's I, I whatever I say, you're gonna do the opposite. So I'm just gonna go. Uh, um, is our entire relationship? What are they doing with the SmackDown main event? Because I understand what they were trying to do. They had a battle royal, and they were trying to have a contested finish. But AJ Styles hit the floor before Luke Harper. Well, note who came out to say that it was too close to call. Daniel Bryan. Next week, Shane McMahon comes out, sets the record straight, and we set up AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon for WrestleMania. You're welcome. Yeah, that's totally it. That's totally it. Why else would Rick McFoley be on Twitter actively talking about what such a bad call was made 
on SmackDown this week if it was not going to be part of the So show. he's playing into the narrative. Correct. That's my theory, anyway. Uh, that's an excellent theory. I bow to a superior theory. Because you're right, that's probably exactly what it's going to be, is Daniel Bryan will come out and do it, and then Shane, for the first, there'll be some, uh, we won't call it dissension, but there'll be a little bit of, I'm going to say this. Yeah, you are probably right. Are you excited about the potential of an AJ Styles-Shane McMahon match? No. I'm excited, but I feel like it's not the ideal situation. Look, I don't need to see Shane McMahon wrestle ever again. Am I somewhat, maybe even you could say, uh, in some sickening way, curious about what object he's going to jump off of this year? Perhaps. But I don't need to see it. And frankly, I would prefer AJ Styles to have a more prominent role at WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. That's a big match. It's probably one of your cornerstones for the show, right? But at the same time, I would like to see AJ Styles involved in a title picture at WrestleMania. But that's just me. And clearly there's no room for him there this year. Having said that, we got down to the final two, and I was like, I I'm, I love Luke Harper and the fact that he is even remotely near the main event of a SmackDown, let alone a WrestleMania, is mind-boggling to me. Well, in all fairness, it's the SmackDown title, so it will be the opening match of WrestleMania. I don't care. I don't care. The fact that he's near the world title picture makes my day. Having said that, I would have been just fine if AJ Styles out and out won and we were getting AJ Styles versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania and Randy Orton was either looming around or was, you know, they just totally forgot the Royal Rumble altogether and we got Orton going off to do something else. Um, Do you think we're going to see a triple threat match at WrestleMania for that title? Or do you think we're going to see a handicap match? I think it will be a triple threat match that looks very much like a handicap match, except for part of the way. I think it'll be a triple threat. I don't think it'll be a handicap match. I would prefer a handicap match, if only because if it's a triple threat, I kind of feel like Randy Orton's just going to win. I think that's fair, but at the same it's either going to be... Something like WrestleMania 30, where Harper has to beat Orton first to then be able to go on and wrestle Bray. Or... I'd accept that. And, you know, it would make sense to be a handicap match, but I think eventually we're going to see something where Randy... As much as I would love Randy to just stay with Bray Wyatt this whole time. I really like Luke Harper. I do. But do you think we live in a world where... WrestleMania, what is this, 33 now? Yes. Do you think we live in a world where at WrestleMania 33, one of their big touchstone storylines is going to be that Luke Harper wrestles in two matches at WrestleMania? No. Really? But I okay. don't believe my rational mind cannot cogniz- cognize, cognizate, conceive. Yes. Okay, thank you. It cannot fathom 
a world. I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm so. In which Luke Harper is anywhere near this. Luke Harper should be in either a ladder match or a battle royal. That's that's what my brain thinks. So the fact that he's doing something, no, they should not be building Luke Harper up to be this epic babyface. Even though I think he'd do a nice job with it. But at the same, which is why I think I was like, maybe they're just going to let AJ do it. Maybe they're going to let AJ do it, and it'll be Orton versus Harper in some sort of gimmick match, and then it will be AJ versus Bray. I also don't. Th- I also think while your AJ Shane storyline makes a lot of sense. I could imagine a world where it's AJ versus Orton versus Bray versus Harper, and for whatever reason, AJ just gets lumped in with the Wyatt family. I agree with you, except the fact that we've been hearing for months now that AJ Styles is going to face Shane McMahon, and given the success of these leaked storylines or whatever, it just sort of says to me that more than likely this is happening. So are we getting Undertaker Roman Reigns? I don't know what Undertaker is doing at this point. Is that is that what happens? We expect Brock Lesnar to show up. We expect Chris Jericho to show up. But the Undertaker shows up instead. And now we get Jericho Owens for the title. Goldberg. Although, oh, no, no, wait. Reigns isn't in the main event. What am I talking about? But he will be as the runner-up to the Royal Rumble. I, yeah, I, but again, that doesn't explain and what you do with Strowman. de facto winner. Oh, Strowman just goes to the Battle Royal. He'll be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Just, He'll win it and just year. decimates. Yeah, yeah. I guess. That would make the most sense, I suppose. Strowman and Corbin are the last two. I don't think. Probably. Although, the rumor is that we're going to get Neville versus Austin Aries, which, while I'm excited for that, I was really hoping for a cruiserweight ladder match. Yeah, that'd be nice. But maybe we're going to get an Intercontinental ladder match, and it'll be Ziggler, Cruz, Ambrose, Corbin, Kalisto, whatever. Yeah. Did Dolph Ziggler super kick his background on SmackDown? He had, like, some background, and then all of a I'm pretty sure he, like, super kicked it, and the whole rig fell over, and I think that was his promo. Let's say yes but I also wasn't really paying attention because Dolph Ziggler was on the screen. We got emails. The emails. What? What? The emails. I liked Baron Corbin's promo. I liked a lot of their promos. I loved Miz's. I thought Ambrose's was okay. Um, Oh, no. Baron Corbin's was the best (laughs) because he ended with, why? Because Baron Corbin. And you're just hoping that happens. Were you the one who sent the tweet that everyone should do that? Uh-huh. Why? Because Bo Dallas. Because Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Why? Because Kurt Hawkins. Yes, I think that should be a thing now. Um, All right, emails. Are we starting with Chris Hawk's other message? I did. I think we should because I did say, I believe last week, that if people wanted to send us their ideas for WrestleMania, I can read this one if you'd like, or you can. Go ahead. Uh, we've got, so this is his WrestleMania. Ambrose versus Baron Corbin in an IC title Ambrose Asylum match. I like that idea a lot. It would be good to bring that match back. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Undertaker. Heel Sasha versus Bailey versus Charlotte. 
Samoa Joe and Triple H versus Rollins and Sami Zayn. Uh, Owens versus Jericho. That one actually makes a lot of sense. Um, If Rollins is not 100% to go. And see, I think it's going to... Although, I I think if Finn Balor's ready to go, I think he shows up in there somewhere. Mm, Okay, that's probably true. Probably instead of Zayn, right? Well, and then unless they're going to... Probably instead of Zayn, though, I could also see it being a six-man tag where Rollins, Balor, and Zayn take on Triple H, Samoa Joe, and... Stephanie. Somebody, I don't know. I would, I would originally have said Owens, but Owens is going to wrestle Jericho. Um, Naomi versus Mickey James versus Becky versus Alexa Bliss. That could still happen, though. He says Naomi's a champion. Obviously, that wouldn't be the case. But he wrote this to us before Naomi had to surrender the title. Surrender the titles. Uh, the club. Do you think that this is a case of her having a minor injury? She's definitely going to be ready for WrestleMania, and since it's in her hometown, she's going to win it back at WrestleMania. No. To pop the crowd. No. I think no. I think this is she's you know it's a question mark they want to put it on someone so they can make sure that they have something set and if she's ready to come back for WrestleMania so much the better to get the hometown reaction but I don't think she wins it. Um the club versus New Day that seems out. I don't think New Day's going to wrestle. No. Uh American Alpha versus the Usos, that's probably a lock. Goldberg versus Brock, Styles versus Cena. And then Wyatt versus Harper versus Orton, which does seem to be the way we're heading for the WWE Championship. <coughs> so again, if you want to send us any communication, any email, you can send us a WrestleMania uh, booking idea if you have it. It's ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Join the show. Greetings from across the pond. Ever since the Mrs. Promo on Talking Smack, around August or September, there has been a greater appreciation for The Miz and the value he brings as a heel, especially with Maurice and the bra split. Is that really? Wait, hold on. It's totally what it says. If Maurice had a bra split, and I didn't see this, uh, I need I need some gifts, stat people. Uh, all right, moving on. Without going all hipster, I always like a lot of people thought The Miz was this good all along. And I still believe when Seth Rollins got injured in 2015, The Miz should have won the title at Survivor Series as the heat he generates, coupled with the fact his movie persona, in terms of the WWE brand, fits the authority's best for business, golden boy archetype, leads to Reigns taking the title. If anyone could have gotten Reigns cheered, it was him. Heck, when I met Miz in November, he was very heelish. Just went through the motions. But back to my point. Has The Miz stepped up his game since the brand split and Maurice? Or was he just this good all along? But with a stacked roster, it was hard to realize. A la a chicken and the egg scenario. I really feel he should have had another title run after 2011, but I feel it's coming soon. As I feel he actually is a bona fide main eventer. Just to clarify, the Nerd DC Encore playing I requested before was the Brother Nero, Brother Nero in a dilapidated boat song. Brother Nero. Doc knows what I'm talking about. Brother Nero, Brother Nero in a dilapidated boat. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful song. The P underscore A underscore V. The pop. If you're a longtime fan of uh, 
what DDT does and what we used to do on the number two contenders back in the day in the old country. One of the first articles I wrote was about The Miz and how he is awesome. So I think The Miz has been very good all along, but it it's the Miz-Daniel Bryan dynamic that has really kind of taken him into the stratosphere, I think. I think The Miz is appreciably better now than during his run in 2011. Definitely. Um, he has developed, I think, as a performer, and he has gotten that much better at what he does. On top of that, I do think that Maurice returning also stepped up the game by a considerable significant amount. Well, now um, he They is have able been to, doing gold again. Now he is able to cheat easily. Like, all of those cheating wins that he piled up at the end of last year, while people may have hated it with the spray to the face or the rake to the eyes or all of that stuff, that fits exactly in with that character. And they're perfect. Maurice coming back was huge for Miz, with or without a bra split. Agreed. And the only other thing I really want to uh, touch on from this email is a la a chicken and the egg scenario. Okay, so, Pav, as a scientist... I can confirm for you that in, you know, the evolution of life on this planet, the egg came before the chicken. Eggs were used by all sorts of creatures long before chickens developed, evolutionarily speaking. So therefore, eggs came before the chicken. Period. Moving on. I agree. This next one comes in from Bradley Bradley McCullers. Bradley Bradley McCullers. After listening to Doc Doc, I have to know how Doc hasn't seen much of Chris Hero. A match of his, you should watch, is versus Jeff Combe, Cobb, Matanza. Also, his tag match with Tommy Yen versus Pentagon and Phoenix. Okay. Spoil. I have no idea. Spoiler alerts. Sorry. Retro. What do you mean? He just revealed. What? He just said that Jeff Cobb was Matanza. I don't even know who Jeff Cobb is. Who cares? Mr. Athletic, Jeff Cobb. Never heard okay. of him. Well, I think I would agree. You enjoy Lucha Underground, Pentagon, Phoenix, Matanza. Wait. Is Chris Hero on Lucha? No, but apparently he had a match versus Jeff Cobb, who may or may not be... All right, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley. You got to give me a little more here. Pretend for a minute that I have no idea what you're talking about. I need need more details here. I need to know what promotion this happened in. I need to know where I can legally acquire it to watch it and consume the content. Uh, and, And who is this Chris Hero person that you're speaking of? I've never heard of Chris Hero in my life. Do you know who he's talking about, DC? Uh, I believe, and don't quote me on this, um, I believe he is the recently debuted on NXT television, though I need to catch up, uh, Cassius Oh No. Oh No! Just checking. I I wasn't sure. Um, And I believe, if I read uh, my internet correctly, I believe a shoe was thrown. (laughs) If I read my internet correctly, that is one for the ages, sir. 
That was good. <laughs> that was good. I'm just saying. You have such a way with words. Thank you. That's a very kind thing. A true, true wordsmith. Um, what is your piece of positivity before we head out into that good night? Oh, um, positivity from this week would be uh, I don't know I guess would you like me to go first I'll give it I don't know yeah go ahead um, I can't remember if I used this last week uh, but I really enjoy that currently the two major champions on the World Wrestling Entertainment's flagship shows look like me. Not like like physically like me, though I, I think I could make a Kevin Owens thing work. But they're, the Universal and World Champions are both guys with a non-Adonis-style body. Unless we're talking Adrian Adonis, which is a different thing we can talk about on a nostalgia show. But they are both guys with a little bit of extra weight on their bodies. They could be called Husky. In fact, one of them was. Um, And uh, I I enjoy that. I appreciate that, you know, I would have loved this as a kid who my mom continues to call me when I was a kid. She refers to me, oh, you were such a bruiser, which just irritates me to no end because I know what she's really trying to say. But I would have really identified with that if I was like, hey, I can be, you know, if I get myself some baggy gym shorts and a cutoff T-shirt, I could be a wrestler, too. All right. Uh, along those lines, if I had to pick something from this week, I guess I'll give it to Kevin Owens' promo to start Raw. It definitely made me more interested in that picture going into Fastlane. See, and I thought you were going to tell me that what your piece of positivity was was that Luke Harper washed his shirt. Damn it. That was a better answer. But seriously, right? I- he freed. He was freed by Bray Wyatt. And apparently, the first thing he did was he hit the laundromat. Because Wouldn't you? everything was looking fresh and cleanly pressed. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you hit the... I mean, I guess so. If you but had been wearing... Was he really stopping him before? Were... He was the only one wearing a grease-stained getup like well, all the other no, Wyatt members looked No, like. Eric Rowan had like the janitor thing, which, as we all know, is built for stain absorbency. He looked like a pilot. He, was he did fine. not look like a pilot. He, had a, it was a flight he looked suit. like he had just got done mopping the floor backstage, and they were like, here, go, go. Braun Strowman looks like he's permanently wet his pants with the, you know, the brown thing with the black underneath in the crotchal area. So He needs spandex, and he's room to move. Yeah, I don't know, but... Ugh. Braun Strowman's... Spandex crotch piece. Oh my god, we're leaving. Uh. We're done. Ladies and gentlemen, we are DDT Wrestling. If if you've gotten this far, good for you. Uh, and uh, please join us, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Subscribe. Head to Pro Wrestling Tees slash New Age Insiders. Pick up a DDT Wrestling shirt. I don't know if we've sold one in months. And we're not going to be able to get new shirts unless we sell some old shirts. So I, I want to hear. I am challenging you, neighborhood. I want one person, at least one, 
to tell me that they went out this week to ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders and bought a DDT wrestling shirt. One person. Well, I mean, it's useful that you were actually able to give them an address to go to. This Sometimes I don't read the internet pro correctly. Tees at New Age Insiders. Some, go there. Sometimes I do not read the internet correctly, and sometimes I do. All right? So Fair I'm just enough. saying, I read it correctly this time. ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. I want one person to buy a DDT wrestling shirt. If you do... We will do something special for you on the air. I don't know what it is, but we will do something for you. Maybe I will recite an acrostic poem. Maybe we will... We will. I will say anything you want in my sexy doc voice. God. I regret this decision so much. <laughs> Please don't call this episode DDT71, Doc Breaks Out the Sexy Voice. I was thinking just sexy doc. But, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. That's me! I am sadly DC Matthews in DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, I will be projectile vomiting, and we <laughs> will see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>